internet. We're back. <laughs> That's not going to be a thing. That's going to be the thing. No. Episode two. Give the people what they want. Did the people ask for it? The people asked for it. Oh, boy. And we gave it to them in er- episode one. And now we're giving it to them again. In episode two. That's how it works. Check your childhood. Nate Edwards, Zach Grimm. Back and better than ever. Oh. Much, we- much like Mighty Ducks, episode two will be better than episode one. Yes, and that's not even a flaming hot take. That's just life. <laughs> we liked it so much the first one. Decided to give it another try. The good old college try. See if see if we can hit magic twice. <laughs> a little maybe maybe sprinkle some some pixie dust maybe on the podcasting universe. Ooh, foreshadowing for today's topic. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Obligatory social call out. Check your childhood on Facebook. Check your childhood on Twitter at. C-H-K-U-R, childhood, the leet speak for all the youngins. Yep. I don't know. Do youngins do leet speak now? I feel like leet speak is a, a 90s hacker thing. No, they don't do it because they don't do T9 anymore. And if you know what I'm talking about with T9 texting, you I'm, will kill. They don't do T9. They don't use MS-DOS. There's no command prompt. They don't have the struggles of <laughs> not being a great speller like I was and trying to figure out how to spell a word and just ba, like ba, ba. five hope- five five four. Three, 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 three. Hoping you land on something that <laughs> looks remotely close to the word and praying that you hit it. Ugh. And checkyourchildhood.com that takes you to our SoundCloud page. Thank you for everyone who uh, liked us, subscribed for the podcast. Only can go up from here. Those of you who rung that bell notification icon, That's I right. saw you. That's right. Hey, we had a 700% jump in uh, likes. Let's wow. keep going in that. Just another 700%. Another 700%. Another 700. Before you know it, guys, we're going to be the corporate sellouts. That's true. Finding some loot box on the internet that's going to sponsor us. And not for nothing, anybody who is listening, if you happen to own 90s box or Nick box or anything like that, we will shill for you. Yes. I uh, like to hashtag push product. I will read any read within reason, my lawyer (laughs) says. uh, For those that didn't see it, because we are an audio podcast at the moment, he did the air quotes. You know, I'm just trying to protect us. That's true. The air quotes are legally binding. <laughs> legally binding. You know, we threw out a couple of verbal trademarks the other day, legally binding. Now I'm just trying to protect us. I, you know what? I appreciate that. You, you are, if if kids like those in blank check had you, they wouldn't have blown through your money because you protect people. You know, I wouldn't fall for a computer. Hello, my name <laughs> is Macintosh. But, you know, it was the 90s. You know, we hand thought right fo- around the corner was flying cars and... Hand to foot. What was it? Hand to foot? That was the name initially, right? The the brothers like company was hand to foot, but he made he made his computer say butt to face instead because it was so funny. That's from blank check. Mm. That's from blank check. That's how he was able. That's mm. how they show that he knew how to play with his computer to make the voice to, like text to voice. Maybe when his brothers were setting it up and show and yes. he was playing on yes. it. Okay, I thought it was on the phone call. With no, the no, 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 no. Not Ju- juice. With, with juice. Not juice. <laughs> with tone loke. As juice? I was going to say juice. No, not juice. Juice? It was the, no thanks. I'm not thirsty. Right. No, it was the other guy. The notori- like the guy who always played bad guys in the 90s. I don't know who that guy was, but I know who you're talking about. He's got that look. He's I, got that evil look. I'm pretty... Give me one second. I got the IMDb pulled up. You got the IMDb? Should we... As he's pulling this up, maybe we should... Uh, Miguel Ferrer. Ferrer? Ferrer. Ferrer. 
I don't know. I'm if you haven't figured out, Zach's much better at the names of the actors. I can tell you the role that they play, and right. I can tell you five other roles right. that they've played. I'm very likely not S- gonna know their Some real may name. say I'm a little heady with that kind of stuff. Oh, right on the nose there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's true. Like I, I when it comes to these kind of like deep dives into things. I'll watch them and I'll like I will read Wikipedia pages and entries and the TV tropes and stuff like that. I like the the minutia of things sometimes. I very much have not quite a photographic memory, but I remember things very well. And it just will take one thing to remind me of another thing. Which if we ever get to the point where we're hitting Digimon as a topic, like there was I came in and talked to you what was it la- I feel like it was just last week. Mm-hmm. We were talking Digimon and like Evolution charts are still in your head and can recite them like nothing. Oh, man. It's amazing. People uh, people were impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Again, as an audio podcast, I was doing air, air quotes, quotes with impressed. I think uh, uh, SP, our super producer, every time you do air quotes, we should have a drop of something. I don't know what yet. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I like it's it, episode two. We're only yeah, growing from that's here. That's true. Uh, yeah, if you want Digimon or power, names of the Power Rangers, I could... I, think I could I, do quite well on that. I feel like Digi- like Digimon and Power Rangers are your two two of your wheelhouses. I liked Power Rangers far too late long, in life. Far too long in life. I mean, like I've, if 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 by the time I stopped religiously watching Power Rangers was way too old. <laughs> How now, old? Like you're, you're dancing around it. I feel like you have to say this. Oh god, the last true series of Power Rangers I probably watched was Dino Thunder only because Tommy came back. I was about, Tommy the... was like the professor, wasn't he in that? Yeah. Or the, the, the adult. teacher. Yeah. No, 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 he was a scientist. He was a scientist that they kind of fell into his house. And that's that's how they linked up with him. Yes. Yeah. See, I I was a huge Power Ranger fan, uh, but I didn't stick with it that long. I remember like when when it hit Turbo, which mm-hmm. was uh, the second movie, and when they kind of yes. went down that route, that's when I was watching like every day when we got home from school, I watched it and everything like that. But I fell off that early. But like in the first thing, I remember. Well, you're like we mentioned in the last one. Zach is a little bit older than true, I was, so true. at that point, Power Mighty Morphin hit Zach on probably the end curve oh, of when your Power Ranger passion. 100%. It hit me. Perfect. You were right in there. Right there. And you know the 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 comparable to me was probably Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Probably because that was like my, I was how you are with Power Rangers. I hit you with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the point where like the 2012 Nickelodeon reboot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I watched religiously mm-hmm. and it was super good. So it's kind of like that thing where I probably watched and read Turtles comics and everything like later than I quote unquote should have. But that's like my thing. I mean, if you were talking to my dad, I was already too old when Mighty Morphin was on. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, but we're not so, talking Mighty Morphin not or Digimon today. today. Not today. That's the topic down the road. So get ready for that Power Ranger talk. <laughs> I can get you on that Power Ranger talk. But when this will air, this will be airing the week of the 20- Today. Because it's live, guys. Whenever you push the button, we actually start talking. It's like Craig Ferguson. I'm covering my mouth. Insert yeah. today's date. <laughs> Do you, guys... Craig Ferguson was the greatest late night host. I love Craig Ferguson. Yes. He I mean, miles better than anybody else. So sad when he retired. Fun story Not when retired from that. When I was unemployed for a year after college, you know. As you are. As most people are nowadays, and I was living back at home. Damn, I had, it really do be like that. Yeah. Real life. I uh I had a mini setup in my bedroom, you know, with my T V and my computer. Uh 
I purposely would stay up late at night just to watch Craig Ferguson to give me a little bit of joy. I got real deep into the Craig Ferguson. Dude, I, it was it's phenomenal. Uh, Secretariat yep. and uh, Jeff. Jeff. God, it was so good. It's a great day in America, ladies and gentlemen. Bum, 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 bum. What's it coming to go? What's it coming to go? Hey, look, it's Paul McCartney. Oh, God. <laughs> And so then the good. I think so the good. most underrated portion of Craig Ferguson was the uh, the Richie Sambora spot for the week when he was his in-house band. Yes. Because okay. apparently Richie Sambora and him were actually pretty good friends. And I don't know if it was Richie Sambora being an actor and, like, playing along or if, like, they talked about it. But he was like <laughs> – they would always cut to him and be like, yeah, Craig. <laughs> and he'd be, like, really – like, bugging his eyes out. Yeah, Craig. <laughs> Uh, I just I just remembered my favorite thing about Craig Ferguson was that, and and no no nothing to like Fallon and all them who do it now, but some actor comes out to promote his latest movie, and you didn't talk about that movie nothing. at all. It it and and he made a purposeful note of here are my notes for you. I'm ripping it up at the start of the interview. We're not going to talk about your movie, and it was just like what are you, how are you doing? Let's talk about random stuff. Well, and you could definitely tell the people who that worked had, with and well not. had been on Craig Ferguson before and like knew his shtick mm. because those were the ones that had real fun with it and realized, hey, this is just to have some yeah. fun. Yep. I knew I wasn't going to promote my project, right. and then you had the people who had never been on there before, who kept trying to bring it back to the project, bring it back around and like awkwardly talk about <laughs> it. And then you know, would you like the mouth organ or the bag of coins <laughs> oh, God, I, or I forgot about silence. all that? Oh God, I've forgotten about all that too. But uh, so this, sorry, that was so a diatribe. This this live week, uh, <laughs> Zach may or may not be in uh, the most magical place on earth. No, I uh, as you guys are listening to this, this drops on the twelfth of January. Um, I actually will be in the most magical place on earth. I will be in Walt Disney World in Orlando, or well, Celebration, Florida. I'm probably hearing this right now. This is Zach's. Um, phone going off. Yep. This is his ringtone That's for his ringtone. entire week. And then everybody at Disney's going to be like, what? Where? <laughs> what? My ringtone for uh, a very long time was actually the theme of one of my favorite attractions at Disney World, which is the Carousel of Progress. And it was the song um, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow Shining at the End of Every Day. There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow and It's Just a Dream Away. Isn't that Tomorrow's sweet? Tomorrow's Just a Dream Away. Isn't that sweet? It is. It should be. It's, it's magical, Nate. So if you didn't already uh, guess, we're talking about Disney uh, this week, and really the Disney decade, which many people consider to be the, the pinnacle of kind of the modern Disney, which is the 90s. Right. And like any good Disney discussion, let's drop that. Uh, that You've got to start this. Yes. we got to start. I'm Michael Eisner. One more time. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner. Head of the Walt Disney Company. Some people will argue with you that that is a good thing, because, and as we'll get into... Um, Michael Eisner, to many Disney fans, is not well-remembered, even though, and, and I will get into some minutia, so you'll have to pull me back out He'll of it. He'll get, quote, a little heady. Yes, I will get into Disney, because if everybody has those, like, Disney is one of my things. Like, I know Disney very well. I'm invested you in You could it. argue and say Zach's a Disney guy. Yeah, you and could. And if you understand the emphasis I put on that, <laughs> Zach's a Disney guy. Yeah. Um, where's it, where's it you like to stay, Zach? Uh, so, uh, my wife and I are actually members of the Disney Vacation Club, which, really? uh, yep, yep. So yes, huh. we are. So we stay, uh, normally when we go, we stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge, 
which is on on Disney property. So we stay there. Uh, It is, uh, we stay there. We like the Polynesian. Um, I I enjoy the boardwalk. Uh, Yeah, that's where we stay. Zach doesn't hang out with the peons. He's got his fast pass watch and (laughs) he's got his zoom through car pass. It's called a a magic band. Disney guy. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so Disney. We, unlike last week where we had a little bit of structure to let everybody kind of dip their toes in yep. a little bit. Yep. Not this week. Nope. This is going to be prime Disney talk. This is a free-flowing discussion. So, where, where do you want to start? start? <laughs> <laughs> I well, feel like I feel like he, well, nineties. Nine. We'll start nineties. Yeah. Disney movies. And and that's where I think it starts because the reason that the nineties are considered the Disney decade, uh, I think, really stems from the the films uh, of Walt Disney Animation, mm-hmm. which technically starts in 89 with what's called like the Disney Renaissance, which begins with The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. That was the first film that really came out again that people felt like we, we are back to classic like Disney hit making. Because before that, there have been films that hadn't financially done well and critically, but I think films that Nate and I both have a big affinity for, things like um, Oliver and Company, things oh, like... The, Oliver and Company, oh yes. So good. Billy Joel music, gotta love it. Um, the rhythm of the city. <laughs> oh, watching a film that we have actually both talked about before that we feel it's criminally underrated, which is the Great Mouse Detective. I'm glad, so glad you said that. It's so good. Great Ra- Mouse. If you have not seen the Great Mouse Detective, I need you to push pause on this podcast. Go find it. I believe it's on Netflix. I, I think it's on Hulu right now. It's on some major platform. Um, you need to go see The Great Mouse Detective. It is very good. It's Disney's take on Sherlock Holmes. So you've got, what's that super producer? Amazon? Yeah, I'm not making people pay for it. <laughs> Disney's um, too big of a corporation. You can, you can rent it on Amazon for two, you can rent it on Amazon, YouTube, Google Play, or Apple uh, iTunes for two ninety nine. Or you can just wait and make friends with Zach, and when the Disney subscription uh, service, app comes out. service comes out, you can just steal his username and password. I believe that's called Disney Now. They announced it a, like a month ago what the subscription service is going to be called. I think it's called Disney Now. Oh, Zach's probably pre-ordered it. He's probably on a list somewhere. I'm on a I'm on an information list. But let's make this note. I'm gonna this. I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. Okay. He's not the um, bonding brooding. <laughs> Starts with a B. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. Disney bound. Bound. Yep. CB. He doesn't dress up. As, he as, doesn't have fifty pairs of ears. No. 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 As some people might know, Disney bounding is actually. I think it was like a marketing term that Disney might have come up with because they noticed people doing this. But say, do you think Disney made this up, or do you think this is the Disney people, like the? Oh, I think fans. The, Dis- the Disney people started doing it, but I think that the name Disney bounding is a marketing term, like. Of Disney. course, Disney. Uh, what am I saying? Disney owns everything. Of course they own the, the the naming conventions. They probably went like, okay, guys, this is a thing that everybody is doing. We've got to name it and, and license it so that we can profit off of it. Uh, yeah. But it's when, like, if you go to the parks or whatever, you, in your daily life, you wear clothes that you're not cosplaying as a character. You're not trying to look exactly like them. But if you're cosplaying the uh, apparel rack in the store. Because you own every shirt, you've got the matching ears. I'm I'm not hating on you. I mean, you do what you guys want, but but like you're you're wearing clothes that will uh, spark that yes. 
person in your mind. Like if you're doing Pocahontas, you might wear some like a female might wear boots with some fringe because that kind of is, and you have a Pocahontas is. style of ears. Exactly. Well, you know, and and the ears aren't even part of it. 100%. It's they're not because Disney if Bounty you, if this was on video you would see me having <laughs> a face of I roll scrunch my mouth but up. But Dis- Disney Bounding and this is not a, an all Disney Bounding podcast, but Disney Bounding is you could like I could come to the office and if I wore like a maroon shirt with black pants and a buckle that was gold, like if that was and just in normal stuff, that could be like a guest on Disney Bound, quote unquote. Confusion look off Nate Edwards' <laughs> face. I would not have guessed Gaston. But leading back to Disney movies, let's yeah. bring this train back on the tracks. Yeah. Uh, enough making fun of Zach. Not really making <laughs> not really. fun. I, uh, I own this though. Like that's the thing. Most and and most people don't see like a, a guy who's really into Disney. But I there's a lot of but us. To, there are dozens to of bring us. This there are dozens. Dozens. Fingers full. Meaning you can count how many fingers there. <laughs> but. You could say these Disney bounding people are because of the '90s. I mean, yes. they are the younger crowd. Yes. This this is our crowd that just fell in love with Disney yep. because of these movies. Yeah, and and really started with like I said that Renaissance. Like the Little Mermaid began a string of four for sure, but then some might argue five to eight major motion pictures, animated major motion pictures that defined the decade. Yes. So and what, surprisingly, when you think about these pictures, Disney did not put many resources into these. Like Lion King. Let's just jump to it. Lion King. <laughs> We're just going to skip over some of the I'm just going to skip over. Let's we'll just go Lion That's King. Like, Lion King, many will argue, is the best of the Disney renaissance uh, from a critical, cultural, and just like watch rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Um, it did not have the uh, like award success that the Beauty and the Beast had. Because I think Beauty and the Beast was the first animated film nominated for Best, Best picture. picture, correct. Um, but and for a while there, it was the the only animated yes. piece nominated for yes. Best Picture. Um, but I, I would I would say that Lion King of those original four was the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those that to, today I could rewatch the Lion King right now and be all about it. And, oh, absolutely. And and Lion not, King. There's Aladdin. Aladdin. So the, you had, I think, what you had here in the '90s is you had great music with it. I mean, like that's what ultimately these '90s animated films were known. Yeah, it's the music the songs, because you yeah. had major artists, Lion King. Yeah, I guess Tarzan. If you're counting Tarzan, with Phil <laughs> Some Collins. Phil Collins. Phil Collins. But you had like Elton John. Yeah, you know. And but and that was kind of the almost the. The, the outlier was the Lion King in that initial one because Aladdin you didn't have and I, I'm looking at the the four major the four main of the Renaissance which are the first four which is uh, you're looking at Little Mermaid you're looking at um, uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, Lion King and Aladdin not in that order mm-hmm. but like Lion King had um, Elton John doing uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight right the entire soundtrack was he he wrote the soundtrack he didn't he didn't like the Circle of Life wasn't him, was it? Yeah, that, I didn't realize he wrote that. Yeah, oh. he actually hated Circle of Life. Did he really? If you deep dive into YouTube to try to find Circle of Life <laughs> live, like I have, he uh, hated it, and he just recently started playing it again because of his kids. Oh, that makes sense. I'd yeah, so he them. wrote. He was like Phil Collins. He wrote all the music. He just didn't perform all the music in the movie. Well, in fact, none of his none of his vocals were on the Lion King soundtrack. Movie. Like the soundtrack. If you listen the to the soundtrack, it's him singing, 
I think. I don't know. I've not listened to the Lion King specific soundtrack, but you've I've heard all the Elton John versions of the all songs. Those songs. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think you're right because really the the music when you ask somebody, "Hey, you remember Aladdin?" They'll go like Prince Ali, Holy and see like they they remember Wait, the songs. Wait, stop. Yeah. That's the song that you come out no, with I, on it's, Aladdin. It's the one I th- Which one do you go to? Come if on. you go in a whole new world, I can show you the world. I prefer. Shut, stop it. I prefer. Stop it. I prefer Prince Ali to A Whole New World. And I prefer. Yes, I do. And I prefer um, the uh, Aladdin intro song where he's stealing the bread through the market and everything like that. I prefer that to A Whole New World. Don't look at me like God, that. You don't have a soul. How did you ever get married? I, just because I I prefer them. Which is the better love song? Oh, a oh. whole new world, or can you feel the love tonight? A whole new world. Okay, I guess we can agree on that. <laughs> I actually never really. I don't know if it was just because my age when The Lion King came out, and The Lion King was actually one of my. I think my first CD was The Lion King soundtrack. Mine was SpongeBob. <laughs> Take that back. Mine was in sync, all strings attached. Interesting. Would not have guessed that. Because Backstreet Boys was sold out at Target. Uh, were you, were you more of a Backstreet or an in sync guy? Backstreet. I was in sync. <laughs> that was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was more I was more in sync and Britney as opposed to Backstreet and Christina. I had to be Christina if I was Backstreet. Well, I just I would in say my I, area. I if would you say were Backstreet, you like Christina more normally. And if you liked NSYNC, you like Britney Christina more. Aguil- Sorry, Christina, if you're listening. Sorry, to Christina. Please, please come on to our podcast and we'll talk. <laughs> she could talk Disney because in the 90s, they rebooted the Mickey Mouse right. Club with Christina Aguilera. Uh, I liked Britney Spears, but I thought she was attractive when I was a kid. Um, I think she's attractive now. <laughs> unpopular opinion. Flaming hot take. Oh, boy. First one of the day. Best Backstreet Boy? Howie. Howie? Really? Nobody says Howie. Nobody says Howie. Best NSYNC member? <laughs> no one. <laughs> you want to give like Justin Timberlake credit now? I'll give Justin credit now. But not then. It's no, gonna be you, my... You have to that. stick with your team. If you were a BSB-er, you <laughs> stuck with BSB. You okay. ain't gonna go. Best, best BSB song. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> um, because I feel I like mean, everybody's gonna say I want it that no, way, and no, yes, no. that's my go-to karaoke song. Is it really? Yes. Oh boy! But I need you, SP, to look up on. Um, Are we getting a thriller vibe from this one? I'm gonna Zach. Hold on. I'm gonna play it. See if you can understand it. Um, if I can understand, or it. if you know the song. We're supposed um, to be talking about Disney. How did we get here? Because this is the podcast. <laughs> it's And because it's not on YouTube, we can play this and not get pulled. God, every 90s Backstreet Boy song started like that. This is your go-to Backstreet Boy song. You said the best Backstreet Boy song. This, is, this the, is the best in your mind. Yes. I would. In your mind, how do you define 
We're getting there. <laughs> How do you define best versus favorite? Sorry, he's he's in the he's in the groove right now. Okay. The album, Black and Blue. How do you define best versus favorite? Turn up a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome back to Backstreet Boycast. Shaping my heart. But I'm saying, like, how do you, how do you define best versus favorite? Because it, the way that you said that made me think that that is not your favorite song, but you deem it as the best song. I think song. it's my favorite song. Okay. But it's just, I mean, it's like... I mean, here's the thing. If you listen to I Want It That Way right. 50 times, I mean, yeah, I can listen to I Want It That Way 50 times. And it's a great song. It's like a go-to karaoke song. Right. I'm getting jacked like all the Woo girls out there when we hit it. You're, you've been but watching like, How I Met Your Mother recently, have you? No, I've all, I've, I've adopted that lexicon. <laughs> I'll allow it. Um, you know, now it's fun when you look back and watch all those TV shows. You're like, where did I get that phrase? Oh, That's where I got it. Is, it. Yeah. Um, that's just my favorite. Uh, Shape of Your Heart is my favorite Backstreet Boys it's, song. It's weird because I very – I don't think there's a – That's also early 2000s Backstreet Boys. That's like post-millennium uh, album. Because I don't think that I really – any of the like artists from my childhood – I don't like any ballad or slow songs. See, I was a, I was a huge on mom rock. Oh, okay, I can see, now I understand a little bit Cause more. Because riding around, my mom was the one that took us around, so right. we listened to Star 105.7. Uh, shout out Star 105.7. Shout out Star 105.7. You knew it was Mom Rock when Delilah came on oh, that De night. Delilah. Love you someone tonight. <laughs> uh, shout out Delilah. Delilah, if you want to come on, <laughs> I'll have you on. If you grace our your presence on our podcast... I'll let you record some bumpers. It'll be great. We'll we'll hit you up. Um, SP, hit her on Twitter from the Check Your Childhood Twitter. Yeah. See what she says. Hey, Delilah, <laughs> you want to come on? Um, no, so I listen to a lot of that stuff. And so, but, like, the slower stuff is, like, what legitimately gets me hype. See, that's it. So, for me, if I had to pick my favorite Backstreet Boys song, it was Everybody. That's a good one. I didn't like that one, though. Because I, I love the music video. To it. Like, the I, music I'm video all about it. That's my favorite of the Backstreet Boys. But again, I was more of an NSYNC guy. So I, I didn't know Backstreet Boys. What, well. what, what was your NSYNC album? Oh, No Strings Attached. Of course it was No Strings Attached. Yeah. Or no, no, no. I take that back. Dirty Pop. Dirty Pop is my album. Dirty Pop? Yep. yep. What? Flaming Hot Take. Dirty Pop. Best NSYNC album. Dirty Pop? Dirty Pop. Ugh! What is on Dirty Pop? What's okay? Then what's your favorite? Dirty thing? Pop. That was the, that's the best song on there. The the titular track. Oh God! Sick and tired of all these people talking about what's the deal with this pop life and when is it gonna fade out? That one. That's the that's Dirty the, they, Pop. There it is. There it is. Go. Sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about What's the deal with this pop life and when is it gonna fade out This is when they really realize, oh, Justin Timberlake is the one Let's just push him to the front of everything uh, That's also not the name of the album, it's Celebrity But whatever, this is not, whatever, we're not playing a game uh, <laughs> This was NSYNC's last grasp 
because do they have an and album you know what? after this? No, they have a greatest hits after this. You know what? Went out on top. Went out on top of the world. I That's... don't know. I also like the new uh, Backstreet Boys stuff. So the... they released an album this month, right? Or, or just yeah. recently? So like they had a weird stretch there where they were gone, and then they came back and they dropped an album, album minus Kevin. Um, I think it's called Confession. I don't remember. That was like their big like single off that album. So, oh, this is. I mean, and that was good. That had like the '90s flair with uh, with like the modern times. That was good. I haven't. I must admit, I haven't heard anything recently. I don't count their Florida Georgia Line <laughs> mix as part of you know. I um, much like your Howie is the best Backstreet Boy. Uh, my favorite in sync member. Uh, is Joey. Fat Joey. Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone, who uh, owned at one point, no longer does, but owned a uh, a, a, a restaurant in the Orlando Mall called Fat Ones, which is a play on the last name. They served hot dogs, different types of hot dogs. That sounds like an amazing restaurant. (laughs) Uh, Joey Fatone, if you dyed his tips... White, he kind of looks like Guy Fieri's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Takes you to Flavortown. Uh, all the way. <clears throat> no, Flavortown like... at Fat Ones. Celeb- Good God, that's like, that was gross. Like, No Strings Attached is NSYNC's album. It, it, is their, it is their best, but my favorite. Like, if, if I had to pick one to listen to, because I love Dirty Pop. I remember watching them making the video for that song, Joey Fatone had actually just uh, injured his knee, so like their choreographer had to step in with a. Don't look at my notes. Oh, I'm going to tell super producer to pull up next. With a uh, with a wig, to um, to to step in and, and be Joey Fatone in the music video. So that's why if you watch the Dirty Pop video, mm-hmm. everybody's dancing around doing stuff. Joey is sitting on a couch with people around him, like just his upper body is like bouncing to the rhythm and stuff. So really, yeah, that's why. Because he injured his knee. I've got SP uh, pulling something up here for us. Uh, song of the 90s. Come on. I know oh, you got you to get to the hook. That's the, I, mean, I, I just love the Brett Favre jersey in this music video, might I say. <laughs> Which, by the way, none, like, I get... I don't know, a Jerry Rice plain. jersey. We'll talk in this. over this until it comes to the hook. I guess like a Jerry Rice jersey in like a music video or something was he like from that. from Wisconsin? That's what I never dug deep enough in this. Um, because I, that would make sense if he was like from Wisconsin. No, I don't. Maybe, but I don't think so. This is O Town. Right? O Town, yeah, making, yeah, yeah, making the band. The first making the band. Which, oddly enough, was on TGIF when it wasn't called TGIF at one point. Right. That's what I was going to say. I was only going to pick that because it gave, gave us one great song that everybody slow danced to. It was this or... We might have to rethink the, the format of this podcast. We just have a jumping off point and then the conversation just goes wherever. It's whatever. It's whatever. O-Town. It was this, and um, I don't know about you in middle school dances. Now that we're on middle school, I didn't dances. do many. I'll, I'll be 100 percent honest. That well, I didn't okay, do high many. school dances. I did a handful. I was really into break dancing in high school. Stop. I'm not even joking. Were you good? I was decent. 
Um, I you know what? I'm a larger guy. You know, I'm like six foot, six one. In high school, I was around like two fifty, two sixty. I was a lineman. You know, so, so the fact I. that I could do anything, like I was kind of a, I was a, um, a, a novelty act. You know, mm-hmm. like if I got in there and just did some simple top rock and down rock, and then maybe like a backspin. And maybe a suicide dive, like that. Those are my moves. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, I'd throw a little handspring action in there. But like, as, as a as a bigger guy, just doing some of that stuff. And I had a buddy of mine whose name was Rob Ford, who's like the breakdance master not, of my school. Not Toronto. No, no. Okay. Uh, like he he could legit do every windmills, 1990s, all of that. He could do it all. So like we always, whenever we went to these dances, like he was a buddy of mine, so we paired up and stuff, and and always like. We were the kids, the idiot kids, and me, me more than him, where, like, a song comes on, like a good song. Everybody's just out there dancing, and we're like, make a circle, guys. Back it up. Make a circle. Here we go. I got it. I got the skills. I got the skills. Uh, this was the also the other popular dance song. If you could get the this, so, so. if you could get the hot girl. <laughs> because the, the Liv Tyler of your school, if you will. Let's be real, Zach. I was nerd. I was not very good looking. Uh, if you could get the hot, I never went to the dance with the date outside of you went, prom. You went stag? Yeah. You know, you, you worked your guts up to ask the eighth <laughs> grade, you know, when you were in. He- heavyweight style? Yes. <laughs> Very much like heavyweights. This is what will bring it all in. There you go, Zach. Uh, you prayed that this was the dance. But then, like, nerds. Uh, all the guys just started singing to each other about it. <laughs> This was this was your bro song that you sang to your other dude. I will say that this song never was part of like the rotation when I was mm-hmm. in high school of like the slow dance songs mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, I was in high school in, in '99 to 2003, so it should have been like it was released right around there. I feel, but it just for whatever reason in my pocket of high schoolness, it never was for whatever reason. Bruce Willis pushes Ben Affleck back in the ship. Which, by the way, it, uh, Armageddon. If you haven't seen it in a while, go rewatch it and look at all the cast in it. Oh, it's a phenomenal cast. It's almost like wow. It's it's hit after hit after hit after hit. Yes. <laughs> and then dead, 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 dead. <laughs> oh. oh, went there. Oh. Which, Zach, this leads me to, before we get back to heavyweights, uh, <laughs> we should have a topic where we discuss movies that are too similarly, too close to each other. Deep Impact and Armageddon? Yeah. Which do you prefer? And then find that. Oh, God. Are the no, two... Don't don't say don't say. We're going to hold, hold that for it, a minute. Oh, God. But heavyweights, the dance, leads to another great Disney talk, okay. which outside of the animated you also had the live action ones. phenomenal live action across the board i would almost argue that the live action are they 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 remained great almost all the way through you can find great live action from like 91 all the way to almost 99 uh throughout the board cuz you've got stuff like uh heavyweights and um angels in the outfield you know and uh I'm trying to think of like well, Mighty Ducks, Hocus Pocus, Cool Runnings. Like these are all Disney films. They mm-hmm. might have been released under like the the Touchstone or something, man. But that's oh, they're Disney. Mm-hmm. They're Disney films. First Kid, Blank Check. 
first kid now. First kid's Walt Disney. I'm seeing it on yeah, the poster. Yeah. No, I'm trying to remember. No, kid in King Arthur's court was that Disney? Uh, very underrated movie. I don't believe believe so. Because I remember really liking that film solely because it starred the yes, same Walt kid. Yes, Walt Disney. It was. Yes. Liked it solely because it starred the same kid as Rookie of the Year, who took uh, the Chicago Cubs to the World Series. Catchphrase on this poster. Joust do it. Oh, Lord. That's bad. That's real bad. That's really bad. Can we talk about, uh, I don't think it was 90s. It might have been oh, uh, early 2000s, but underrated film that is real trash, but I will watch it every time I, I see it on television. Don't say the big green. No, no. That's that's I, it's, uh, 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 Gutenberg at his worst. Um, but but Porkins. Porkins? No, that's, that's the Star Wars dude. Uh, who's the kid from Sandlot? Catcher. What's oh, um, oh, same kid. Yeah, that, that's what I'm uh, saying. Like he's in the big, he's in the big green. It made me think of it. Uh, same lot, another great. Yeah, but that that wasn't Disney. Not Disney. No. It is. Give me a hot second. Ham. Ham. See, I got pork. Ham. ham. See, I got it. There. <laughs> um, but uh, it wasn't. It, it's actually um, a Knight's Tale starring Heath Ledger. And a Ooh. and a uh, a not as well known at the time, Paul Bettany. He was the uh, the hype bard, guy. the hype guy, hype whatever. Guy. Yeah, I was a big fan of that film, big fan. And Alan Tudyk, who would later go on to play Wash in Firefly, one of my favorite shows of all time, and who now is a voice in the Disney system. He does stuff in Wreck It Ralph, tying it back to that, and Wreck It Ralph, or, or I'm sorry, and Ralph breaks the internet. Not Wrecker Ralph two. Huh. Who's the fat one? In Knight's Tale. I don't know his name, but he starred in other things with Heath Ledger. He was in the Full Monty. He's also the dad in a very underrated CBS show that I really liked, Married with Children. Or not Married with Children. <laughs> that that um, underrated unknown show Married not, with no, no, Children. No, 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 no. Still standing. <laughs> Oh, I like Still Standing. You can read me. Yeah. I had one of the greatest songs for their intro. Uh, but they, um, oh, God. I remember it because it was weird because the love interest in A Knight's Tale, the princess or whoever she was, mm-hmm. Heath Ledger and that guy teamed up again in another movie that wasn't that, uh, that came out not that long after. I think it was called The Order where Heath Ledger plays a Sin Eater. Which is really interesting. What? Yeah. I think it was called The Order. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger played a Sin Eater. In... I don't know if you know this or not, Zach. Uh, Heath Ledger played the Joker. That's what? his number one thing on IMDb. No, what's he known for on IMDb? Let's play the IMDb game. What's he, what are the top four? Shout out Doug Loves the Movies. I'm having a hard time speaking quickly for some reason. Doug Loves Movies. Known for Heath Ledger. I got it up right here. Okay, so Dark Knight's got to be number one. No. Dark Knight is number two. Is 10 Things I Hate About You number one? Number four. What is number one? Hold on. What would he... Okay, what if he... Um, oh, God. What else would... Uh, Brokeback Mountain? Number one. Okay. All right. I get that. The critical acclaim and the Oscar worthiness and all that. So what's number three then? A Knight's Tale. A Knight's Tale number three? Yes. I could have sworn it would be the Imaginorium of Dr. Uh, Parnarsis. 
Not bad though. That movie that movie could have been good. Well, I mean, it it became a much different thing yes. because of the death. Like even without the death, I think you could still have made it work. I just don't think the execution was there. That's another tale. What's the name? Look look up like the movie that came up after The Patriot. It's not The Patriot, which by the way, uh, the I, one movie my mom would not let me watch until I was at least in fifth grade. That's odd. I don't know. I, I what's up with that, Lisa? I genuinely I have I have a I have issues with Mel Gibson, not just for like political or anything like that or or, or ideological, just as an actor. I never really liked him as an actor, um, but I I I gets down with the Patriot. I like that film. It is the order, yeah. It was there called it the, order. the order. There it is. See, it's such it's such a weird movie. If you want a weird night, if that's available anywhere online, go watch the order. It is. Uh, if you like, or don't. I have a feeling you shouldn't watch it. If you like the occulty kind of stuff, said everybody. Some people like that. Um, you can you can rent it for three ninety nine in HD on YouTube or Google Play or Vudu. So go do that. Two ninety nine on PlayStation. So. Oh, look at this. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Little Rascals I've looked up because I'm back on Heavyweights, uh, remake of the old TV show. <laughs> I feel like Heavyweights and Little Rascals, like the, the mid, like early to mid 90s was a golden age for child actors, like for movies. You don't see a lot of like ensemble kids in films nowadays. Well, if you you don't see it outside of like the TV networks, like the TV movies, like the DCOM movies, Disney Channel original movies. Yeah. Like, so, like those you'll see the same kind of actors back and forth, but you don't see it in major motion pictures too yeah. much anymore. Yeah. So like I I feel like I'm trying to think of like a uh what's the last like I feel like Snow Day, like a, a film like that which Ooh, is somewhat Snow recent. Day. Way to bring up Nickelodeon on Disney Day. Hey, I I I like everything, man. I went to Universal just like I went to Walt Disney World. Went to Nick Studios, participated in a, uh, in a. Um, uh, what show did you participate in? I, I was not like I wasn't on the television show, but on days where they weren't filming at Nick Studios, they brought audiences in to like test out games for mm-hmm. the different shows. And there was one that they had us in. And I I was in the audience, and it was uh, I, it had to be for Double Dare, where like. Kids had to slingshot rubber chickens, and then another partner kid in was, pants? was wearing uh, like the big hula hoop pants. Yeah, that was a hundred percent double dare. Yeah, so like I was in whatever the 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 test, you know, let's see if this works as a as a game thing for that at Nick Studios. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. I was told I couldn't do the uh, Fear Factor game at Universal Studios. So <laughs> you were told by who? Uh, the people outside. Okay. Was it age or? Didn't quite meet the weight requirement. Oh, you, you a little bit. You couldn't go in the harness to go up and such? Nope. Yeah. My brother made it, though. And he uh, <laughs> he lost on the first event, just barely. And the host called him over and asked them, so Ross, what uh, what do you think happened up there? And he goes, was a little slick up there. <laughs> and the guy didn't ca- the guy didn't catch it the first time. He goes, a little slick. He goes, yeah, couldn't really get my grip. And the guy's like, oh, you're saying we uh, we greased it up? And he goes, I'm not saying anything. You seem to be saying that, sir, not me. <laughs> the guy didn't quite get his brand of humor and quickly dismissed him and went to the woman who fell way before him. Um, I'm trying to think, like, because there, there was a collection of movies that had kid ensembles. Like Little Giants, 
uh, heavyweights. Uh, Angels in the outfield wasn't really an ensemble, but I feel like you don't, you don't see that. I mean, it was just really the two kids, right? Oh, for kid actors? Yeah, for kids. Yeah, for kids. I'm not trying to discredit the, the amazing say, Danny Glover <clears throat> and Tony Danza. I mean, Big Green, That was, but that was more like unknown kids. The Mighty Ducks were a kids' ensemble. You just yes. followed them through the years. Uh, Can we talk about the Mighty Ducks a little bit? Now right, that we let's got let's on take there. a little bit. Let's take a little bit of the Mighty Ducks. I've told up. you this, Zach, and this has caused much great strain on my personal relationships, but if we could do a flaming hot take here. <laughs> As always, obligatory, if you go to checkyourchildhood at gmail.com, you can send us your resumes for super producer <laughs> position. Always open. Uh, there was three Mighty Ducks movies, there were not three. including the animated one. That was a little bit weird. Here come the Mighty Ducks burning up the ice. That was the intro to it. Right. <clears throat> Solid. By the way, uh, before you go on, if you want a good like 20 minutes of your life you'll never get back, go on YouTube and look up the very first Mighty Ducks of Anaheim uh, intro before their first game in the NHL, and it's essentially Disney on ice for 20 minutes before the team gets introduced. It's amazing. My favorite Mighty Ducks movie <laughs> is D3, the Mighty Ducks. It, and you told me that, and I thought you were crazy when you told me that. But Everybody I, thinks I'm a lunatic when I say that. Well, I just and, – and here's why. I had not watched the Mighty Ducks films – This is the this is the angsty scene. Yep. This is when they're playing varsity <laughs> in the unsanctioned. Unsanctioned. Match. The, it was oh. just it was like at the beginning of the it was in the morning before anybody else was using the rink. So trying to show coach, I don't need you, coach. <laughs> We're still Bombay's team. We're not Orion's team. They went flying V and then like Iceland before smashed them. No, up. no, 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 no. Iceland never smashed. I them thought Iceland the, smashed. No, no, or am this I confusing varsity. it? Okay. Yeah, they tried well, no. to do their duck antics with the flying V and shit. And, uh-uh, varsity team was not having that. Earning that explicit tag. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I get passionate about this. I'm noticing. So, But here's the thing. You said that, and I, I admittedly had not watched the Mighty Ducks films in many a time. Um, so I remember really liking D2. Now, why did you like D2? It was fun. You know, it, it was very bubblegum pop kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked... I like the introduction, uh, introduction of Russ, Keenan Thompson into the mix. The knuckle puck, because I remember whenever we had the hockey segment in of gym. Of course, everybody, everybody tried, tried to, to do the knuckle puck. Like it was real or something. Right. Um, so I, I just I remember liking that film. And as if you go back, I can see why as a kid I enjoyed D2. Bright colors, lots of stuff, tie-dye shirts, aggressive inline roller skate hockey happening all the time. Um, so Because you want to know why you liked it? Why? Ducks fly together. <laughs> I also like it because at the end of the Goodwill Junior Games, Bombay decides, hey, guys, I know Goldberg's got us this entire way, but we have one shot left. Let's put in Julia the Cat Gaffney. Why even, not? Even as a kid, <laughs> I thought to myself, that is the worst coaching decision on planet Earth. You just said in the middle of the movie you're going to ride with Goldberg because he's got the hot hand, and now you're going to put Julia the Cat Gaffney but in? Julie's got the better glove. Goldberg has a better stick. doesn't matter. And also, I hate how Gunnar Stahl just, like, stops on the penalty shot to okay. set up. For anybody who knows hockey, like, you're doing that, a penalty shot. What? First off. You have to have continuation. The ref should have called it right there. Well, no. If he had stopped and gone directly into a shooting motion, you could make the argument. 
it'd still be bad, but you can make the argument. But he stops, and then well, they the cut puck to, has to keep moving. He did, he stopped the puck with it too. He stops. And Julie sits there. They cut to Julie looking at him for a good three or four seconds. Then they go back to him looking down at the puck, looking at her. Then he winds up to shoot. Well, and what's also great is Bombay tells her he's going to do the triple deke and he's going to go glove because he's fancy. Okay, great scouting report. Great. I mean, that's legitimately good. That's fine. You could still get deked out on the triple deke. And she counts it out loud, by the way. One. He triple dekes before two. he even gets to the blue line, <laughs> and then he stops. She might have been fooled. You don't know. She was cold. You don't know what she would have done. I know what she would have done. Anyways. Which, <laughs> can we talk about that final scene, too? Um, so, Gunnar Stahl slap shots from the blue line. Julie the Cat Gaffney leans forward, and everybody in the arena is holding their breath. <gasps> For like 30 seconds, which, by the way, you know if the puck got by her or not. Right. Nobody cheers until she jumps if, it out if, of her glove. If you're the guy running the lights for goals. Uh, <laughs> what are you waiting you're for? You're not waiting. You're either, you're either hitting it or you're not hitting it. It's not a life or death decision here. But back to D3. Uh, D3. But I, 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 yes. what I was saying was I watched them all again after we discussed this. And I, I came around to your way of thinking that. D3 is a solid, uh, an actually a solid film. Like, if that was released today, you could watch it and go, well-directed, good cinematography, you know, well-edited. It's a good film, just across the board. It's a little bit more angsty, because they're teen, well, teenagers. teenagers. They're angsty, but it's got good lessons on it, because this is the one, Bombay's not with him. Even though he's on every marketing material. <laughs> For the film. Every marketing material. <laughs> Bombay's not their coach. He sticks with the Junior Goodwill Games for Team USA. Like, that's a real position. <laughs> um, but, like... He, he goes to, like, head up player personnel for yeah. all of junior yeah. hockey or something. Yeah. And it's angsty, and it's them learning to deal with life. And it's, you know, they're not just playing hockey anymore, and they got to make it through the world. How do you feel about some of the people from... Day two, not returning for D three, like Jesse, Jesse, and then the other half of not Fulton, but the other Bash Bro. Uh, you clearly did not watch D three then. He does return. No, for but it at the end, I know this. But I'm well, saying like he didn't want to make his sign a scholarship, and then Bombay had business in Chicago, and then. But here's my thing: like in the beginning of the Dean film, Dean Portman receives a full <laughs> ride. I'm back, baby. Oh, here's, here's the, the other Bash brother. I'm scared. When when the beginning of the movie, Fulton, like when when uh, when they go to get Fulton, he's like, I can't believe he's not coming. Can you believe that? He's staying in Chicago. And I, like I'll, as a kid watching that initially, you go like, man, like none of the guys are here. All the guys you loved, you got Russ, but you don't have the other ones. That well, like I didn't like it because, I mean, yes, Jesse was like a good character, but like the Bash Brothers clearly made a bigger oh, impression yeah, yeah, yeah. from yeah. D2. But I thought it was weird. I always thought it was weird as a kid. You reference um, Fulton, but like you don't reference Jesse. Okay. I mean, because like the Bash Brothers were just your enforcers. Jesse actually was a scorer. Yeah, but I feel that the character, like the Bash Brothers, were like a thing. Way too big. Yeah. They got bigger than the movie yes. itself. Well, and then like then like you can get into the nitpicking of D three like. When did Charlie just become the second best player on the team? Arguably, it was always Adam Banks, right? Not arguably, he was. 
Charlie right. gave up his spot to Adam. Arguably is too bad of a word. That's my crux. Adam Banks was the best. Right. Charlie was at best middle of the road. You can make an argument Guy Germain is a better player than Charlie <laughs> Conway in D2 because he's a better two-way player. You know who Charlie is, though? Charlie is Mike Arruzzioni. Wrong. No, that's exactly who he is. He's the glue Rizzo that holds could it. score. Rizzo was a good player. I'm talking in the movie Miracle. Oh, okay. I'm talking sure. movie Mike Arruzzioni, not movie real life Mike Arruzzioni. Okay. Rizzo. Arruzzioni, there's no shot of making this team. Also, I love Miracle, by the way, so I could probably quote you the entire movie. Uh, flaming Hot Take. Miracle, greatest sportsman of all time. Whoa, I was not ready for that. I was ready for him to say Disney sports film of all time. Greatest film, greatest sports film of all time. Flaming hot take. Rudy is absolute garbage. Rudy is the worst sports movie of all time. It's it's not the worst. Stop it. It's not the Stop worst. Stop it. It's nowhere near the best. It's not even near the middle of the pack. Rudy is trash. It's not trash. It, well, no. It is trash, but it's not the bottom of the trash compactor. Yes. No. Yes. No. Absolutely. No. Why do you like Rudy? I don't like Rudy. I'm just telling you it's not the worst ever. Yes, it is. There's a, too much hyperbole in the world. You can't say it's the worst and then be like, but this is worse than that. Because then it is not the worst. I can't watch Rudy. Rudy is terrible. I can watch Rudy before I can rewatch The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. I don't even know that. My point exactly. There you go. It starred Dr. Julius Irving. and Dr. J? Dr. J, yes. And <laughs> that movie is trash. And I I love Dr. J. I love what it did, but that movie is not good. Hmm. But Mighty Ducks, it was good. D3, like that's my childhood. Like the Mighty Ducks was my childhood. D3 was my favorite, even as a young kid. And I, I did, it was kind of one of those movies where I didn't know why I liked it so much, but I knew that like, this was different. Like D2 was fun, but D3 was different. You could tell that like something new, something is going on here. Like you could go like, there, this isn't just another feed me a sequel on VHS type of thing. Well, and also had emotion to it. Like when Bombay comes back after Charlie quits the team and shows him like Orion, like why Orion's so tough and like Orion's tough on you guys because he wants you to do the best. And then the whole, I told him you were the real Minnesota Miracle Man. And then Hans dying. Oh, God. R.I.P. Hans. Every time you touch the ice, remember it was Hans who taught us to fly. As a joke in college, we had an inline roller hockey IM team, and we were the Iceland Hawks. Hold on, hold on. We're just going to blow past that? I was getting to it. We were the Iceland Hawks after the rivals of uh, of Mighty Ducks. And as a joke, I would come out, and I would touch the ice a little bit. And everyone's like, why are you doing that? I go, Hans taught us to fly. <laughs> <laughs> we started this podcast to talk about Disney. We ended up talking about the Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. We talked about uh, the Mighty Ducks a lot. We talked about child actors of the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I, I feel like where we have structure in our podcast, like the first one we did our top five, like this. I feel like this is like this is what the podcast will be from here on out for a lot of respect. So if you didn't like this, 
uh, Joe Rogan's on the dial somewhere else. I feel like you can hit that. Have you ever have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> Here's the thing. This is kind of be kind of what the podcast is. I think that and and we we'll were have we've got some more structured stuff in the background yeah. working on that. You know, some courtroom proceedings maybe, <laughs> maybe an opinionated character coming on. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what happens? But this is really this is if 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 you know Zach and I, this is what our office conversations 100%. come from, and this is where the heart of the podcast is. Yep. It's just us talking. Now before we go. Wrap this up, tie yeah. it in a nice little bow. Nice little bow, put it in there. Put it under the tree. What is your favorite 90s Disney movie right now? Across everything. Yes. Oh, oh God. I, this, that's very, very hard to answer. Um, oh, God, I don't know. You know what? Um, I might have to say... My favorite of all of them is a Goofy movie. I could rewatch a Goofy movie all day, every day. A Goofy movie. Powerline. I want that Powerline like uh, World Tour 1994 shirt. I want that. Which Powerline song, though? Oh, it's Eye to Eye. I like Eye to Eye. Trash. Hold on. Hold on. It's Stand Out. Oh, you know what? Now I'm going back and forth on it. If yeah, no, Stand Out Stand out is legit. Look at me instead of just walking around. Okay, as we're putting a bow on this, uh, thoughts on the Weasel's inclusion in uh, a Goofy movie. Was putting Polly Shore as the best friend the correct move? Polly Shore was not the best friend in the Goofy movie. Polly well, Shore's the Weasel. I'm sorry, not the best friend because Pete was the best friend. Right, Polly Shore's friend became an extremely Goofy movie. They all three went to college together for the College X Games. Um, I didn't Pete mind it. Voiced there, here's my head in. It's coming up. Pete, uh, voiced by Rob Paulson. Uh, my favorite voice actor, who also voiced the original Donatello, and voiced, I believe, Raphael in the in the 2012 Nickelodeon uh, film, and also voiced uh, Pinky in Pinky and the Brain, and many, many, many other things. Biker Mice from Mars, bunch of other things. My favorite 90s Disney movie. Yep. Yeah, same. Oh, you know what? But now I'm forgetting like things like Hocus Pocus and Cool Runnings and stuff like that, which are great. Mm, that's tough. I, I assume because you asked me the question, you had an answer. No, I didn't. I thought maybe he would Zach would say something and I would know. Um, I like a goofy movie. I I talk so much about it. D three. D three ducks. So D three, and this is not me criticizing it, but just like. If you think about all the things in the 90s that happened, you Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, uh, uh, Toy Story, all of these, D3 above all that. Yes. Wow. Scorching hot take. Scorching hot take. You realize that we were just asked our favorite 90s Disney films and... Did I pick one not in the 90s? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. You're, <laughs> 100% still in the 90s. Um, but we didn't pick any of like the animated classics, like the things that will stand the test of time forever type of things. You, nobody picked Lion King. Nobody picked Beauty and the Beast. Nobody picked Toy Story. Nobody picked Hunchback of Notre Dame, Pocahontas, any of like the mainline ones. It's just, it's interesting. 
Are you kidding me? You mean the cameo by Paul Correa in the final, <laughs> final, or in the JV Varsity Showdown, and D three is not going to stand the test of time. I have forever been looking for a Paul Correa Mighty Ducks of Anaheim style hockey sweater. You have not been looking in the right places. No, no, I cannot. Can you not, not find not see it? that? I I want one so bad. Better Look, yet, I like. I when I say that, like I know I can order from eBay and stuff, but like when I go out, I want like I want to buy one because I want to see the. Same oh, order. in person. Yeah, yeah, in oh, person. Yeah, okay, yeah. let me. I'll uh, walk that back. Yeah. Because I, I can go to NHLShop.com right now and order twelve if I wanted to. I feel. To end to end this, wrap this up. Right. Nice little bow on it. Um, in D two, when Gordon plays in the minors for uh, the Minnesota Waves. Yes. Uh, my friend's got a Gordon Bombay '66 Minnesota Waves jersey. Very jealous of it. Very cool. I've seen those Instagram like ads where it shows all the you can he buy got sports it before, jerseys. He got it before it got popular. Uh, on Instagram. All the sports like you can get the. Uh, the, uh, was it Flint Tropics jerseys? And I mean, I've got my I've got my Bombay jersey. I should have worn that. A shirt day. jersey? Yeah, jersey. A jersey? Yeah. What's what is like your piece of Di- as we're wrapping this up? But like, what's your piece of Disney memorabilia merchandise? Because again, '90s was like it was like ooh, like this is everything. Like a lot of people say mousers, but like that that's a Disney oriented thing that is very cool oh, and unique. Man. Um, is that it? Because like that might be it. That's very cool. I think that's the yeah, but it's D one. It's that D one duck. It's not like the shield with the. It's cross the sticks. green duck, the original yes. green duck. The I I almost uh, scorching hot take. Don't need to play the soundtrack though. Uh, the soundbite. I like the green like full body duck. No, I hate that. Maybe that's the more worst. than the shield. No, I like the shield better. I mean, they're both great. I just think I might like the original more than the thing. I've, I I want to get a Goldberg jersey, hmm. or that that original green. Well, check your childhood, presented by Hendrix Hockey Apparel. <laughs> Hendrix, for all your hockey needs. My Ducks reference. Well, that was fun. I think we'll do it for a third one. Maybe. Follow us on the, the be, social medias. It'll be called C3. Check your childhood. Yeah, C3. Check your childhood. <laughs> Follow us on the social medias. Check your childhood on Facebook. Checkyourchildhood.com. Email us at checkyourchildhood at gmail.com. Twitter, check your childhood. I'm not spelling out our hat at sign. It's not that hard. C-H-K-U-R childhood. Or, you know what? Just in the little search bar at the top, check your childhood. That's what I want you to do. It'll come up. Well, Zach was a little heady on this. I used a little bit too many cruxes. You said a curse word. I said a curse word. My mom's not going to be happy about that. You cussed. We're going to go back. We're going to listen to the tape. Make some changes. Come back better than ever for episode three. We're going to challenge Varsity. Zach's having fun in Disney right now as we speak. Yeah, he's probably listening to it and having Bob Iger listen to it while he's there. You know what? If I come across Bob Iger, I'm going to say, hey, Bob. Hey, Bobby. I got a podcast. You should tweet out I about. need you to do a man on the street interview with him. Oh, I 100% will. And then we'll come back and we'll play it. I'm going to take my, my DSLR, hold it out like a vlogger. There you go. Do it all. All right. Check your childhood. See you.